0: Hey, Stars fans, it's rinky-dinking time, brought to you by Duncan. Two weeks to go, two points back, Sagan itching and inching closer to being back, Fate in their own hands. Uh, You better get your mouth guards in tonight, everybody, as we do this and you listen to it, because here to opine, propound, and hypothesize Mike Heike of Pay hey Heike and Stars Live Fame. And Jeff Totes <laughs> of Saw It Off and Picks of Players Before They Take Off Fame. How are you boys? Doing well. Oh, they're gonna to- lay. Tell out you. On. They're gonna lay oh, <laughs> No, gonna I was waiting for totes me. doing because I was late because I had technical now difficulties. Talka- <laughs> now we're all talking over. I told you, get your mouth guards in, strap on those buckets tight. Chin straps on. Do you remember, do you remember Pat Verbeek? I am Verbeek? not messing around. I am not messing around. Not up in here.
1: <laughs> While Zuby had his, his chin strap like four inches below his chin, Pat Verbeek, he cinched it up because he knew he was going in for the battle. He was going to the front Nobody, a
0: nobody had a better dangling uh, chin strap than Darian Hatcher, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best one. That was, I love that. Just dangled uh... down threw the mitts off. When he threw them off, it left like a divot in the ice on each side of them. Uh, all right. Razor ponderance in P1 or pole one. I've been watching a lot of F1. Uh, I wonder I wonder this. Hang in here with me on this one, Mike. I want your opinion on this. Okay. Especially. I'm not ignoring you, Jeff. But That's fine. I, I want Mike's opinion here. I wonder if the deadline would have gone different if the stars had had only one game remaining against the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Detroit Red Wings instead of six, thoughts? Possibly. Um, I, this is hard uh,
1: because you don't want to you don't want to question what they do too much. Uh, well, I'm not. i at-
0: I'm not saying that. I'm just. I'm just saying like it, And I'm not saying that those are automatic wins, although right. they. It kind of felt like it against the Blue Jackets, but if they didn't have that, if it was just a sea of games against like Carolina and Tampa and uh, Florida, like would that have changed things? So, would, are you would. saying would they have loaded up a little more? No, no, no. Would would they have said, "Geez, man, this is going to be this is going to be tough to get that many points in this shorter period of time to get in"? Interesting. As opposed to. Well, hey, there's 12 points just laying there for us if we go about our business here. I, I guess the two
1: the two things that are interesting to me are they, they had what I consider to be fairly economic potential for pickup, guys like Florida picked up, and they passed on those. So my guess is they just kind of thought what we have is good enough or... We really don't want to give up any more draft picks after what they did the last two drafts.
0: Um, so it may and, not have changed and, at all. And we are not just buckling on the season, even though right after that was the announcement that Bishop and and Radulov were done. Right, right. They were they were on I, I, a, a bit of a fence, a little little teeter there on which way they yeah go. they With were the understanding a little bit going to get Tyler back. I just I don't know. I'm just throwing a firecracker out at the beginning of today's. Uh, podcast.
1: Well, I mean, you look at what those guys in Florida have done, and I, I think the additions have been good. I think they were very cheap. Like, I really like what Florida's done. I, like, I would, if I were the stars and could play them in the first round, I'd still take that over Carolina or Tampa Bay. But those guys are like, they shouldn't be this good. And yet, in one year, they've become a pretty darn good team. So yeah.
0: I don't, yeah, I'm not sold. Okay. I'm not. I'm not sold. Uh, but this that that was my version anyway, Mike. Of clickbait, they call. It. Isn't that what they call it, Tootsie? <laughs> that was good. That's uh, yeah, some audio clickbait. Yeah, I, and, it was like a real time audio clickbait. Can, can you put a picture of a star <laughs> girl? With you know it? what you did, Mike? You know what you did? You clicked on it. Yeah, you did. did. He bit. Yeah, you did. You I went all on it. Uh, hey, home attendance. The it's a relative thing this year, but. The Dallas Stars led the league in attendance. It's got to be first time ever, right? Am I correct? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, other buildings like Chicago holds twenty. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like they're bigger. <laughs> yeah, and they it's and bigger. they came into existence earlier than American Airlines Center. Correct. Like the United Center is like mid nineties, right? Ninety six? Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I well, think we'll Montreal call it hold, holds. No, he's going to fact check us. I don't think. Nah. Uh, and. I was just thinking of this last night, you know, looking around, and it felt good. There were 6,000 in there last night, biggest crowd of, of the year. And I was thinking back to those old reunion days and just the just the uncomfortable insanity of 17,001, <laughs> <laughs> the, the old Jeff Kogan, right? Yep. Like 17,000 wasn't enough. I think it was just a shy of 17,000 prior, right? Mm-hmm. In American or in uh, Reunion Arena, yeah, and sixteen then, nine ninety eight or something. I would, I mean, he was so Barnum and Bailey, and it was so great. It's just so him. And, you know, we could stop at seventeen thousand. Let's add one. Add one. We'll put one seat in somewhere, so it's seventeen thousand and one. And that thing was packed to the rafters, night in and night out. It was fun. So was American Airlines. Yeah. been, but uh, it's it's inching in the right direction. I just thought it was a neat thing that stars fans came out in. You'd like to say droves. I'm going to call it pandy droves, right? Cause you can only have so many in there. So yeah, it was right. pandy droves. They were all masked up. Uh, I think for the most part they adhered to that. Although I wouldn't know nobody w- was within 50 feet of where I called the games from, uh, as we social distanced and, uh, You know, it just created some atmosphere. Man, you go back and and even now watch some of the games on television in many of the different locales where they have no fans. Ugh. Ugh. Antiseptic, baby. So good on you, Stars fans and Stars club. Like we play these games for the fans. (laughs) Good point, Mike. (laughs) You are the voice of the fan. You want to state (laughs) that again? Oh, my God. JT and I are just about ready to barf with you in the voice of the fan. Uh, How did you find American Airlines Center, by the way, Mr. Totes? It was nice to have fans. It it just makes you... Did it help you in any way, shape, or form in what you did? Uh, To be honest, no. It restricts my shooting locations in terms of... Oh, so you hate the fans, is what you're saying. I'm trying to choose my (laughs) words carefully. Um, Okay. It restricted where I could shoot on the glass because of the red zone right. versus fan separation. But it, it was so much more energy than the buildings we go to that are completely empty. Yeah. But yeah. it does make you just think of what it's going to be like when it is completely empty. Yeah. Fair. Oh, my God. And I've, I've seen a few of those clips come through on the Soch of full buildings with things going on in past. It, I, I'll be honest with you. It feels, it feels weird even watching it. Yeah. Right? I, I think this past week was – two years since the Klingberg game winner against Nashville uh, two years ago. Uh-huh. And just seeing the building, how crazy it's going, how full it is and remembering that atmosphere in that series is like that. It feels worlds away right now. Does it do the same thing to you guys? Like it, it, it almost makes me feel claustrophobic. Like, like they're so packed in there. It's like, Oh Jesus, look at those people. Their shoulders are touching. They're right on top <laughs> of the action in that. Why are they back away from one another? What are they doing? I well, give such like it. a, It's such an epic backdrop visually, though. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. I really miss that. Agreed. So, so that means, uh, as we work our way toward the final couple of weeks of the regular season, that uh, the division-only schedule is winding down, back to normal next year. Stars will be back in the Central. They will welcome the Arizona Coyotes in as the Kraken become out in the Pacific, uh, had this had this nugget last night. And I know, Mike, you want to talk about what the greatest division in the league is this year, because you have that nailed. <laughs> Nails. Uh, in all but one division, there is a massive points chasm between the top three teams and fourth. Can you guess which one? Hmm... Do you think we've given the people enough time to guess? (laughs) I think so. It's interactive podcast, frinky-dinking, in this one. (laughs) Uh, More clickbait. Do you think they're clicking to try to find out? I hear hear them right now, yeah. I'm waiting for the phone lines to light up. They haven't yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what we're doing. (laughs) Totes, go to line four. (laughs) uh, The East Division, only three points separated uh, the third and fourth spot. That's the closest race. Most of the other ones are just a race for fourth. Right. And the top three teams have separated themselves. But, Mike, you believe there's a the best division. Which one is that? I just think it's worth a debate. Uh, clearly,
1: the top three in the, in the Central. I think they are three of the top four teams in the league. And I do think the battle between Nashville and Dallas is, is a very respectable battle for fourth place. So that would, to me, put them in the in the place of top division. But I do find it interesting in the East. I think the Rangers... Are plus 35 on goal differential and currently yeah. outside the playoff picture which yeah.
0: that's pretty you good can, you can do that you can do that though you can you can win win big and lose by a smidge and yeah get that well way, and so. then the other thing that's interesting is i think the
1: bottom three in that division are horrible like they're minus 30s on goal differential so that kind of helps your goal differential because you get to play those teams
0: well there's some minus 40s at the bottom of the, of the uh, central too you know yeah, that's true uh, the Canadian hey, one I- is interesting, or north, yes, uh, I guess. And that's going to be perplexing going forward, how it's going to work come playoff time. But Tip's gonna, done a fine job in Edmonton with those Oilers. Everybody loves the Leafs. I'm so sick. Talk about needing a barf bag whenever <laughs> you open up any of your Twitter or anything. It's just a sea of Leaf knee jerk. And yeah. Leafs are the greatest, and Leaf this, and oh my God, Leaf that. They, they, must, it must be just driving the other Canadian cities berserk. I, I can't even imagine. I mean, the best player in the in the league, and doing incredible things offensively again this year is Connor McDavid. I mean, please. And yet, you wouldn't know that up there. But hasn't that given you kind of an impression of how you the world must view the Dallas Cowboys? Yes, it's just like, well, we live it a little bit. It, well, exactly, and yeah. we're so close to it, we probably don't see it. But then when you see the Leafs like that, it's like, oh, so this is how it's perceived. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, good point, good point. So you think the Central's the best
1: division? I do. Uh, it's funny, because I, I what led me to all this is there has been talk about Connor McDavid and his pace and everything like that. Is is he getting an advantage by playing in, quote-unquote, the worst division? Or the easiest division to score in, um, and playing those same teams over and over again. But I think he's just fantastic, and nobody can stop him. You would think uh, a player playing the same team eight, nine times, uh, you'd yeah, be but, I mean, finding ways to stop him.
0: He doesn't get a chance to clown the Anaheim Ducks uh, right. eight times this year, like yeah, yeah. It's I, I, every division has that. Uh, there were some people that had a or were at least pining gently pining for the <laughs> divisions to stay going forward. There's no way. I mean, please. No. That doesn't work at all. So we'll say goodbye to everybody except for the team that is coming up on the schedule. And we have to go back in with the old Colorado Avalanche who are having quite the season <laughs> again. Uh, and so is Minnesota. That That's no – hey, look, that's no dream either, you know. No the Pacific, Vegas, Colorado, Minnie's on a trot. There's some good clubs there. Really, the Agreed. the the top end of every division is really good. How about yeah. that? There's a strong opinion by me. And I think uh, that leads into it should be a pretty good
1: playoffs then. And we yeah. we've got some good series coming up here. I mean, you got some bad blood between teams that have played a lot. Uh, some series between teams in the playoffs when division. the division. Play- yeah, when are the you, playoffs are start. Are you skipping to the playoffs? I'm just saying. Wow, it's, you're you know, presumptuous we this about. week, Mike,
0: aren't you? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about the Preds or you want to talk about TNT? Uh, Preds. How about this? This is, this is a strong to very strong statement from the Razor Boy. As the Stars head into the game tomorrow night against Tampa, so it's the eighth Stanley Cup rematch of the season, is it not? <laughs>
1: I seventh or eight, something yeah. like that. No, no, six.
0: Six. I get two sixth, more after I'm this. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's yep. two more. Sixth. Oh, my God. There is two more, too, in May, <laughs> separated by a day. Uh, and then on Saturday night at 7, Stars Preds, the showdown. Yep. I-, I was thinking of this the other day as I was having a lengthy shower, uh, rain shower, by the way. Okay. Uh, and that's where I do a lot of my, my best thinking. When I'm clean as a whistle. And the Predators, you ever think of this? The Predators have rarely played spoiler to the stars, both individually and collectively. Hmm. So you go back through the, the years. Remember when Marty Turco had a chance to lead the league, set the stars' records in save percentage goals against back in 2003? He didn't have to play the finale. It's always the finale, too. They always finish up the regular season against Nashville, don't they? Feels like it seems that, that way, anyway. Yeah. So he plays the game, shuts them out two to nothing, and sets all that stuff. Preds. Uh, Jamie Benn has a chance to win the Art Ross. Who were they playing that day, Mike? Uh, it seems like the Nashville Predators. How many points did he have? They mm, needed maybe in four. Order to... Yeah, he had. He needed four points. Did he get four points? I think he did. Yeah, Empty he did. netter, right? Yeah. Assisted on the uh, empty netter? Well, you got the empty netter before he got the fourth point, right? Oh, ah, okay. I believe. It was Something all like mixed that. up in there. Uh, I believe Jason Spezza at the conclusion of another season uh, rattled off a Hattie against who? Uh, Nashville? In the finale of the regular season. They met in the playoffs in 2018. Mm-hmm. Who won that series? This is a chance hmm. for the Stars back in the playoffs again. Been out of the playoffs if, for a
1: while. If I rewind the tape, Jeff Totes was telling me that it was uh, Dallas that won
0: that series. Four to two, the games in that mm-hmm. one? Right. Okay, uh, the NHL goes outside the box, says they want some Southern teams in the outdoor game in the Winter Classic, They're gonna play it at the Cotton Bowl. Hey, it's going to be the Stars and the Nashville Predators. They just met in a, in a playoff series and uh we're gonna put them back together under the under the bright blue skies or that day the cloudy skies of north texas how'd that game go i think it's called the greatest winter classic of all time Donald well stars, it's the, the last winter classic of all time really <laughs> uh <laughs> and uh th- did the did the stars finish on top in that one they did yes. even though they got behind early yes they did they rallied they call that a rally mike Mm. Uh, let's let's go to the season opener this year, 2021, banner ceremony, I believe, right, for the uh, Stars team that that won the Western Conference in the bubble. Uh, it's code delayed. Took them a little while to get going because of the uh, COVID outbreak at training camp. How'd that game end up, Mike? Hmm. It seems like Dallas had and, a and, sizable and, margin of victory. May, may I may I interject and say this too? There was a lot of concern as to how the Stars would be in that game. The Preds had already played, what, two or three games? Yep. And played quite well. And the Stars, not knowing how this was going to affect them, rust and um, perhaps the the COVID antibodies have have wreaked havoc on them, come out, spank them 7-zip, right? Yep. They face them again, and the culmination uh, or the aggregate – Uh, Power play goals in the first two games of the season against the Nashville Predators, eight in two games to tie an NHL record. So now we find ourselves at the final face-off between these two clubs on Saturday night, head to head playoff race, uh, points four pointer, everything on the line, basically in this one. And, if you looked at the history and you were trying to handicap this thing, you'd probably go with the Dallas Stars in that one, would you not? I think you would. And they've
1: had some pretty good games in that arena, too. I think they've had some uh, some fun times
0: there in Nashville. I should have been a friggin' prosecutor or something. Did I lay that out or what? <laughs> that was good. Huh? It was almost like Aaron Sorkin wrote that for you. It (laughs) was. More (laughs) words, and and I would have talked quicker if it was him, but you're right. Oh, God, I can't wait for that game. We're going to have to, but I am so looking forward to that game. I really am. I really am. And I'm looking forward to uh, the national television horizon as TNT has stepped up. And we'll be joining ESPN as the U.S. national rights holders. Seven years. Did you hear the numbers? I don't know. I don't know
1: what numbers mean as far as television goes. Like I can do that. They never on release them. Contract. Why don't
0: they release them? I don't get that. I don't know. Even if they, did, I heard I it somewhere know what around. Impact would be. I heard it somewhere around seven million a team. Yeah. Does that sound right?
1: Don't like just from TNT.
0: Little. Yeah. Just from TNT, yeah, that gets you a checking winger. Way to go! <laughs> uh, so it, it's uh, it's TNT. This has to have JT just. Beside himself, <laughs> that—that's the home of the NBA. It is the NBA on TNT is one oh of my, my favorite god, shows. Oh my god! Like your worlds are colliding. It's incredible. And I mean, Charles Barkley has said before he's a huge NHL fan. He loves hockey. He's always tuned into to the playoffs. So I'm ready for that crossover. I can't wait. In fact, do you think he's going to do uh, national games in hockey? <laughs> Whatever he wants to do associated yeah. with hockey, I'm—I'm I'm in. I'm looking forward to seeing what both of them do, but especially, especially Turner TNT. That's. That's interesting. It'll be HBO Max, TBS, Bleacher Report, all involved in it. And speaking of the old winter classic that we just mulled over or reminisced, <laughs> uh, they get all the winter classics for the next seven years. That was an interesting one. So, wh- what is what does ESPN and ABC have on New Year's Day? They must have they, some. They've got football. NBA. Is that what it is, JT? New Year's Day is the college football playoff. Is that yeah. on one of those? Yeah, maybe that is on ABC. That's probably it. Yeah. I I thought for sure they would share, but I saw that and I was like, oh, every one of them for the seven-year deal are going to be on TNT. That's where you'll see Shaq and and, uh, Barkley, for sure. And (laughs) I am really interested in the HBO Max involvement to see if we get some more uncensored content. Yes, some swearing. Is that what you're looking for? Swearing. Or nudity. Which one? (laughs) Swearing. We'll start with Swearing? Mostly swearing? Uh, (laughs) Mostly swearing. Um, There's a lot of potential there. They have a Joe Thornton highlight reel. (laughs) Yeah, he's (laughs) he's going to host it (laughs) nude. (laughs) HBO exclusive. Just tell everyone he scored four goals. (laughs) Where he goes. Uh, I think everyone's big hope with this is that they can somehow come close to recreating a studio show that is somewhat like uh, Inside the NBA. I mean, good luck doing that. That that is uh, that is Latin in a bottle. That that is uh, just chemistry yeah. at its at its perfection. And I don't. I mean, people have tried to do it in other sports on other networks, <laughs> and it's not, you can't just mix in a bunch of people and think to yourself. Oh, well, he's pretty funny, and he was a good player, and maybe we'll just have him do the same thing that they do on, inside the NBA. It doesn't work that way. And uh, many times it falls flat, right, when they try to do it. And that ends up uh, being so, so much worse. Oh, exactly. Because you it, see yeah. them trying to create the same dynamics and little rivalries at the desk, and it's just awful. And TNT, that's all organic, authentic. Yeah. That, that show's phenomenal. Exactly. Organic is the, is the prime word in there you can't manufacture it you just can't and hopefully they stumble across some kind of formula that works similar to that for the hockey coverage i know they'll want to try some stuff but uh, yeah most of the other entities that have gotten into that have been like a porcupine in a balloon factory pop 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 pop, pop, pop. good luck <laughs> good luck to them in that so but it is exciting what are you looking forward to that with that mike uh, I like their, the fact that
1: they seem to have a way of bringing out the best personalities or finding the best personalities in their broadcasters and their former players. And, you know, they they do like... And, and ESPN's history is is that. I mean, if and if you watch SportsCenter from 20 years ago, it was all personalities. It was all a different way of bringing you sports content and entertainment all at one time. So I, I think they have a great history of knowing... What can be funny? What can be entertaining? Um, and so I, I look forward to both, you know, ESPN and TNT to to bring up those personalities in hockey.
0: Yeah, I I think it's a great combination. I look I look forward to it. Uh, but that's not coming for a little while. You're gonna have to put <laughs> up with us in the meantime. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about the the Calder race. Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't we? Right? Uh, Correct. It is the story? Uh, is there a rookie that should be in the Calder conversation. Is it a convo? Is that what you call it, totsi You guys don't say the whole word, do you? Nah, it's just a convo. You're just the convo. In the Calder convo, uh, that isn't uh, a point-producing machine, like those two guys. Or is this strictly a two-horse stakes race, it's like, what uh war admiral and sea brisket
1: <laughs> I, I don't mean, know which the guy's goalie, which the goalie from carolina the other night has great numbers but he's only played in 20 games so i don't yeah there's a bunch really of really
0: good rookie goaltenders but they haven't played wreck. enough right i mean uh, i think jake might be leading the way with 25 appearances yeah i
1: mean appearances.
0: yeah like like there's jake ottinger and sorokin and Nadelkovich and uh, kevin in chicago there although that seems to have faded a little bit yeah uh, he, he, he,
1: yeah I, I think his teammates have kind of bailed on him too so
0: oh really you have inside
1: information on that That's no good. i'm just saying they they haven't, pl- they haven't played their best in front of their young oh, goaltender and okay. oh, in, in i recent thought you had games. some real heated no stuff. no 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 no
0: Like no i think insider. the insider
1: the the kid in carolina pff, 1.95 and 920 something and i mean he's Played in 20 21 games and Mm -hmm. uh, he's done a 13 wins, I think. I mean, he's done a really good job for a rookie goalie. And they and they kind of needed it with the with a three-headed monster there. So you know, good good on him yeah.
0: But good on him and good for the team. Hold it, hold it. Go ahead finish. No talking over one another. JT will turn our microphones off. Yeah. What were you trying (laughs) to say?
1: Go ahead. I was just saying good on him because that team has needed it and they're in first place and i do think that's important i mean if you want to make an argument about kaprizov and the fact that he's potentially the best player on a team that was not expected to do this well and that he may be the driving force for that i think nadelkovich you could say the same thing about he's been a really important part of that being a great team Uh, and i do think that should should weigh into the conversation on these things
0: yeah the only caveat or problem with that would be that whenever morazic plays he shuts out the opposition (laughs) you know what i mean like it it, yeah you're you're almost like a system quarterback or something right where they're just so good defensively your numbers are going to reflect that uh similarly that's all i I, think i think think i've watched him play enough now he's good He, he good yeah he good
1: and but it, it is robertson
0: f- and Kaprizov. i think it, parma ohio <laughs> uh yeah uh, look, i don't know who to like look i i love what jason robertson has done and i'll i'll play homer if i had a vote i'd vote probably him i guess the the phwa is that what you guys are called or we're called you're not part I, of it i, anymore, I was are called you? that
1: yes the professional did you have to burn your card decision.
0: is that how that works <laughs>
1: They just booted me out on the street, and they said you can keep the car. They but saw you, you on Star's pregame
0: show, and that was the end <laughs> of you, or what?
1: That
0: was it. That was it. Uh, but I guess there's no mechanism to write in two names for the first choice on the list. No, when you're... No, yeah. you
1: gotta you gotta choose.
0: That's dumb. Nah.
1: You know you gotta have a winner. No ties. Oh my god!
0: Go to a shootout. The. Well, uh, uh, oh, oh what are we gonna
1: have the academy award best picture oh, It's a tie
0: there's nothing wrong with two great things being equal i guess
1: so oh my peanut god! peanut butter mike. and and chocolate no you got chocolate in my peanut butter
0: i don't know what you're talking about but it's a old reese's at, commercial it, i know mike please <laughs> i'm trying to move on here okay Tootsie has a wedding I'm, to get to i'm cracking <laughs> myself up yeah i know you are you can do that on your own we're, we're live and in, speaking into microphones here people Maybe tens of, of tens are listening to this. So uh so they're they're different players, right? Like yes. uh Caprisov or Kaprisov, depending on which way you want to go with it. It's usually the middle syllable that's emphasized with the Russians, right? Uh he's more of your independent contractor. I mean and he's sexier. Like what he's done offensively this year is probably sexier than what Robertson shows on highlight reels, lots of good stuff, but the Kirill, the thrill does it, a lot of it just on his own without uh, any allies. Whereas the kid here is supreme give and go hockey. And the, the, the tiebreaker for me would be this, and this is why I would vote Jason Robertson. The even strength stuff is difficult. Like that. Those are hard points and hard goals playing five-on-five, not just power play. And Kaprizov has picked up plenty of power play stuff uh, with the Wild. Uh, I don't know what their home-road splits would look like, although I've been very impressed by Robertson lately on the road. It hasn't just been home. I mean, he led the stars in scoring on home ice this year. I don't don't know if people recognize that. And if you go back to the beginning of the season, he, he was getting healthy scratched at home. Yep, that, that's that's the miles traveled by the kid over you know four months. So uh, it's going to come down to them. There there really isn't anybody else involved in in rookie of the year in the NHL. They're going to pick an all rookie team, and there'll be other names that fill that out uh, for the five or six. Uh, but for rookie of the year, I mean, it really is two players going down to the wire too. Yeah, and it's
1: fun. I mean, I really do like we talk about. Yeah, it's the a good. Nash- race. Yeah, the Nashville game, you know, is, is going to be fun. This is fun. I mean, because every time you look up, Kaprizov's doing something great. And then Robertson, the next night, he'll answer and he'll get his goal or his two assists or whatever he needs. Um, so it's it's great when you have those two. And, and Jason says that it, he's not even thinking about it. But you have to think that yes, he, he is. sees the highlights. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. Be the first guy in franchise history uh, here in Dallas to win it. You kidding me? Yep, that'd be a big deal. Um, So good luck to him down the stretch. Look, he's outscored uh, Kaprizov by a mile uh, since the start of March. So that's the other thing. Like he, he really has become a better, more productive player as the season has moved on. He's an improved rookie. Yes, along with just you know. A lot of rookies hit the wall. He's not hitting any kind of wall. They're no, not going to. They're not going to play long enough in the regular season this year <laughs> to hit the rookie wall. They're only going to play fifty six games. So there's that well, too. And,
1: and and again, if you want to talk about what Kaprizov means to Minnesota, what Jason Robertson has meant during this whatever it's eight two and two stretch, he's in it every night. He is stirring the pot. He's winning puck battles. He's stealing pucks he's knocking guys over he's setting up jamie Benn. he's like he's making important plays five six seven times a game yeah you know that's not always points but important plays in a stretch where you have to win games so he really has been one of the best players on the stars this year
0: yep there is no doubt that's a salient point by you mike way to go <laughs> way to bring it home there thank you You know what you should bring home as well hmm. uh, duncan duncan is going bold on cold with the cold brew. Uh, I know I've talked about this before. uh, But bear with me Duncan uh, sweet cold foam, the perfect combination of sweet, cold and foamy, the perfect top to the perfect Duncan cold brew, a lot of perfection involved in old Duncan. Uh, If curious, DD perks members can try a medium sized cold brew. You know how much it's going to cost you to try that Mike? Three bucks. Exactly. $3. Three dollars. That's it. <laughs> Bam! You walk away with it. The Starting Dallas to get Stars. warm here in Texas, Daryl. What you want a cold brew? You you want some sweetness and you want something cold, so you can get sweet cold foam from Dunkin'. The Dallas Stars run on Dunkin'. Price and participation, of course, may vary. Uh, so does your attention on this podcast varies a little bit? Does it not, Mike? As we uh, every now and then, yeah. As we move our way to uh, road hockey, Star's going to play nothing but on the road the rest of the season. I played a lot of road hockey as a kid. You know, Jamie said that's all they did up
1: there because they didn't. You, know, you were you were further up north, so you were a little colder. But he up said they did
0: What a condescending <laughs> tone that was. <laughs> <there. laughs> like like we didn't have. You were like up in the in moving pictures and television <laughs> and all these things that you Americans add. Running water? We just went to the stream with a bucket.
1: Let me no, ask you, Daryl, have, have, have you cut off the legs of a moose with a chainsaw?
0: I think, I, I, think I, cor- I have a valid point here. Yeah, I, I quartered it. You're right. I take that back. <laughs> uh, though, I, road hockey, I love playing road hockey. I loved playing road hockey. I loved playing road hockey even when I got older and we were playing organized hockey and on the road. I loved having fans boo me and and cheer against me. I loved shutting them up as a goaltender. I enjoyed every single minute of competing on the road. It's more fun when you know you're going to probably win. And we, we had some great teams at times. Uh, and So there's a, a serious swagger that comes with that. Uh, it's delightful. The actual road hockey, though, that I played as a kid, uh, this time of year really sucked. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Spring sucked. You know why? Uh, a lot of rocks on the road. They would put rocks. Uh, they would. They called it sand whenever there was snow and ice. Give you traction with your vehicles. Uh, but it, it was really just a buildup of ice on there. You never got down to pavement until, like, I don't know, June or something. <laughs> and it wasn't sand. I mean, there were small rocks on there. And then they would end up on the street, and you, you'd go to take a shot or stop a shot, in my case, if I was playing goal, uh, and the guy would get not only the tennis ball, but also two or three small pebbles, and you take them off the cheek and forehead and not fun. Along with the rocks that found their way onto the road before the street sweepers came through, melted dog dung, the the, the defecation of dogs that had built up over the winter, and You'd forget about it because it was frozen in the snow banks and what have you, but this time of year, as the snow melted, uh, you know, it wasn't really global warming. It was just seasonal warming, and th- all of that stuff would get down to the same layer, so there'd be a lot of it, and then it would melt, and yeah. So it was some of the smelliest, stingiest <clears throat> road hockey games you could ever imagine. I hated the nets with holes. And they would end up with holes. They were really crummy nets, aluminum pipes, really uh, thin nylon. And guys could bring it. They could bring the noise with the tennis ball. And a lot of times we'd play through the winter, so it would be frozen tennis balls. And they'd just rip holes in the nets. And you get into spring, big holes. You try to you know tighten it off and all that. But the tennis ball find its way through there still. And you'd have to chase it all the frigging way down the street. take forever. Uh, I usually load it up. Uh, Foam pads that I made, thick foam, elastic bands around them, ball glove, fabricated blocker, uh, rarely a cup, never a mask. (laughs) Probably explains a lot uh, how I'm the way I am now. Uh, Yeah, we yelled car. Car's coming. You stop the game, move the nets off to the side, back you go. Uh, The best place to play, always a cul-de-sac, which is – a difficult spelling word. Go ahead. I'm going to test you guys. Spell call-de-sac, to Totsy. C-u-l-s-hyphen-d-e-hyphen-s-e-s-a-c. Oh my god! Yeah, I think you got that. Nailed Did you it. not go out at down there in College Station? <laughs> 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 just hit the books. Yeah. No, uh, spelling champ. That's a tough one, though. To Sac. That is. I really had to think about that. Yeah. And. Uh, also, some fights, some not a lot, oh but there were fights. There's no question goalie, there. goalie fights. Oh, there just everybody. It didn't matter. <laughs> you'd hit them with. You'd hit them with your phone block. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly your buddies, but you know it was pretty competitive. So, that was that road hockey. This road hockey is going to be interesting, is it not? At Tampa, oh at Nashville, at Florida, at Tampa, at Tampa, and then back to back at the uc in chicago against the hawks who really aren't in it anymore right are we still counting them i don't think we are no no they can't and and
1: i think the hope is that by then they've given up for the last two games and because i think nashville's got two against columbus yeah you know so you got to even those out down the stretch here
0: well nashville also has two against carolina Mm Mm-hmm. at the at the very end there Mm -hmm. and there will be a hope from a star's perspective that the the carolina hurricanes aren't resting people right yep and
1: well and it's funny just i I don't know why i have so much respect for them but just watching them like they (laughs) last night they could have they could have just you know sat back there at the end of a road trip they just clinched a playoff spot and there's something in that room that they're going to give it they're all every single night who's ever on the ice. Well, I a have a lot of respect. For, yeah. I, I mean, okay. I really, I have a lot of respect for Rod yeah. Brendamore and, and yeah. what he's able to do. And
0: Yeah. There's great I coaches think they, in this division. Yeah. they're really the, are. The coach of the year is going to come out of the central, right? I would think. Um, although, <sighs> Minnesota's an interesting story. Yeah. My boy, Dean Evason, has done a great job there, too. I think Tip's done fabulous work. Yep, in Edmonton with the Oilers, all former Hartford Whalers. A former Hartford Whaler is probably going to win <laughs> Coach of the Year. I think
1: you're right about that.
0: You know, Brindamore, Brindamore never played there. He was a, he was a Hurricane only, but it's same franchise. Yeah, uh, but Joel Quenville's a former Whaler. Evison's a former Whaler. Tippett's a former Whaler. A good percentage of coaches in the NHL are former Whalers too, by the way. But uh, and the all the great broadcasters. Uh, I think they spent a
1: lot of time reading books at the mall there in the, in the bookstore at the, uh, studying toward, up look, on. if you
0: look at the division though, like I've got a lot of respect for Blaschel having to do with what he's had to do in Detroit, knowing that you don't have a good enough team to win almost every night. Right. Right. Like every night and night in and night out, you're trying to win games. You know, the, the organization doesn't really want to win that much right now. As they rebuild and they need high draft picks and that, like that's a man, that is a tough dance to compete with that. Uh, and then you, uh, Torts has not had a good year. He's won it twice. Uh, that has not been a very good coaching job that's gone on in in Columbus. My gracious, uh, <laughs> but everybody else uh, in the division, even Colleton, I mean that they were the shock of the first half of this season. Oh yeah. That the, the Chicago Blackhawks were even competing, because uh, they everyone thought they were going to be right there with like Detroit, and they and they weren't and haven't been, and they're they stuck into it till halfway through the final full month of the regular season, and then you get everyone else. I, Bones has done a terrific job with when you consider who hasn't been available here, and the number of times that they've dealt with bad endings and overtime in that and. You know, dusted themselves off and got themselves up and gone back into the battle again. Yeah, uh, and COVID with, and weather and well, I mean, yeah, I mean just all of it. Rookie goaltender, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then above, then above, uh, like even Hines has done a, a very good job with Nashville. They look like they were dead and dormant, and they've come roaring back. And then you uh, have the boys up top. And, uh, even, even for uh, a guy like John Cooper with Tampa Bay, I mean, that, that's not easy. <laughs> he's no. been there a lot, especially f- the fact that he's been there for a long time. Right. Right. And then, then the that, hangover like that you're going to
1: have of winning a championship and, you know, in a just, short
0: season and yes, injuries. and no, a very small break. And he doesn't have like, Kucherov. He hasn't had Stamkos. He's had to ride one goalie. Like there's a lot of stuff going on there. So, yeah, yeah pretty impressive we Challenges. we get to vote on that i think i think although i don't know how voting's working this year so hey can yeah. i ask you something do you enjoy voting this will be the last thing mike right totsi you can't wait to leave hey, I've final got, question i got one more question one more thing Lightning Daryl. round. do you enjoy did, voting did we I, should make I this didn't. into an every week segment mike is one more thing <laughs> <So> <laughs> i didn't have enjoy hey Heike. It. you'll have hey haika you'll you'll have the <laughs> senior writer stuff yeah you'll have stars live appearances oh yeah of course and then you'll have hey one more thing hey heika one more thing yeah (laughs) so what's your question uh do you enjoy voting i didn't i thought i
1: really stressed out over it
0: no i like it it, it really was hard for me oh my god that's a good that's that is a good point i i do not i i think i nail the coach of the year thing like i think i'm brilliant in my voting Mm -hmm. there and i usually I usually have it like lead pipe locked with my three votes and in order year after year. Really good at that. Uh, But when it comes to everything else, I I avoid it like uh, COVID. Like it it is not something I want to do, a vote on things. I I don't enjoy that. Even like uh, stars of the game. Yeah. You know, like it, I remember lots of times they would want, hey, do you want to do the Stars of the Game tonight? And I'm, I would always use the excuse, oh, there's too, there's way too much stuff going on near the end of the game on the <laughs> broadcast. I have to focus on, and uh, I just, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. it it's uh, it's proper. And uh, I just, I don't want to do it. I hate it. I like yeah. time to think about things, and but I do not want to be the, is it adjudicator? Would that yes. be correct? Yes. That's a great word. Yeah. But it'll be... Uh, It'll be heavily loaded up with former Hartford Whalers this year on my ballot if I do get to vote. What do you I vote on? One, Anything anymore? One, two, and three. Not are you anymore. a broadcaster now or no? I'm nothing. Are you doing? Are you hosting the Clickbait nothing. Awards? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> Me and Totes are gonna start up our own categories here. Totes, he's the only guy that's hosted uh, uh, an award-winning uh, award show this season. Right that is here. That's true. That is true. The Everybody loves the Dinkies. They the fact them. that they give awards to awards show is hilarious. Mm. Well, man, oh, man, uh, we, is, we is done for the week, I believe. Are we not? Yep. And uh, we will have a bunch of fat to chew next week. The stars are going to, by the time we do this, they will have played three epic games, right? Unless we do yep. it on Monday. Because, uh, no, they play Monday, yeah. don't they? So we'll, yeah, the game's next Monday. Tuesday. Oh, my God. Three Just games. prior to, to uh, two-game set again against Tampa Bay, they will have played the Bolts, the Preds, and those Florida Panthers. And uh, we'll have a – well, do you think we'll, – I'll ask each of you this, and then we'll sign off to some real skippy music. <laughs> will, will we know more than we know right now about the Stars' playoff predicament? When we do this next week, or not? I'm going to say the Nashville game is going to decide
1: a lot, yeah. one way or the other. It's so a yes or
0: no. It's a yes or no answer. Actually. Then I'm going to say no, no, because you still got whatever that would be four or five games four, left. They have four games. I yeah. say yes, because you're saying not definitively 100, percent but we will know more, uh, and I have to think significantly more. So yes. See, you win, smartest guy on the podcast this week. Yeah. PT. Damn it. You got cul-de-sac spelled properly, like a spelling bee, Scripps Howard. (laughs) You can go to your little wedding as Scripps Howard uh, (laughs) this weekend. Uh, Mike, you go back to whatever you were doing, and uh, I'm going to go back to trying to figure out my MacBook, which is fighting with me right now. And uh, we just appreciate all of you for hanging in for another episode of Rinky Dinkin' brought to you by Dunkin'. Bye, all